0: Coming up on today's episode of The Virtual Couch, I have my friend and co-creator of The Magnetic Marriage Course, Preston Pugmire, joining me for episode one of a three-part series recap in the first round of The Magnetic Marriage Course and... As we prepare to open up the registration on the second round of the course in late April, we wanted to give you a rundown on how things went in the course. We're going to talk about experiences from the Magnetic Marriage course, things we've learned about creating and running a marriage course. And in this episode in particular, we're going to spend some time once again talking about the four pillars of a connected conversation, which is truly, truly, in my opinion, the fundamentals of the course and how it creates a more magnetic marriage. And we're also going to spend some time talking at the end of this episode about the role of accountability in relationships, that and so much more. Coming up on today's episode of The Virtual Couch. Episode 255 of The Virtual Couch. I am your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, marathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from the harmful effects of turning to pornography as a coping mechanism. If you or anybody that you know is trying to put pornography behind you once and for all, and trust me, it can be done in a strength-based uh, hold the shame, become the person you always wanted to be way, then head over to pathbackrecovery.com and there you'll find out more information about how to do this. I'm, I'm talking more and more about these Wednesday night group calls, which have been phenomenal, where we have a lot of uh, people that are coming together, sharing some stories, successes, victories, and I open it up to questions and answers each and every week. So if you want more information on that, you, you get it as part of the course, Taking the Path Back Recovery or the Path Back Course. But also, you can contact me through the Path Back Recovery website or through the TonyOverbay.com website, and I will give you more information about that. But they're every week on Wednesdays. And you can follow me on Instagram or uh, at at Virtual Couch, Facebook, YouTube. And quickly speaking of emails, I really wanted to talk about this real briefly. I get a lot of emails. I really do. And I read each and every one that I that I get, and I do my absolute best, at the very least, to reply and thank somebody for sending me an email. Um, a lot of the people are looking for advice or free therapy. And that's the part that is really difficult because I wish I could provide that to everyone. I truly do. Um, and I only mention this because I got a really interesting email just yesterday. Um, in the subject line, the person called me, not a very nice name, uh, right there in the subject line. I'm kind of surprised that my spam filter didn't grab that. But uh, the the reason I wanted to talk about it is the the person said that uh, I needed to take the contact section off my website, that I was dismissive, that I ignored the person. And I know you'll see where I'm going here in a minute, but I know that a lot of people would say, well, excuse me, you don't even, you don't even talk about this. You, You know, you, you shouldn't give any, um, any, uh, what energy to people that are sending you the negative comments. Cause I really don't get a lot of negative comments, which I'm grateful for. I get a lot of feedback, but not a lot of negative comments. But I wanted to frame this. I wanted to bring this up because it truly does break my heart when somebody feels the need that they have to call uh, call me something really bad in the subject line, because I know that that means that they're going through a lot. And so I sent a quick reply. I said that I was sorry that the person was so upset, but that I checked through my emails. I didn't see anything from this particular sender. But what I thought was interesting is, is while I do have just such a tremendous amount of empathy for somebody that is in this position... I, I kind of turned to my very own four pillars that could have helped a great deal in this situation. Pillar one is assuming good intentions. So in this case, me not getting back to someone, would uh, I would hope that someone would assume that I didn't maniacally decide not to reply, that there must have been a reason why. Pillar two with me saying, hey, sorry, I'm, I truly didn't get the email that you're talking about. I really do try to get back to everyone, at least say, hey, thanks for writing me. I wish I could help more. If there is a quick resource I can point them to, I, like, I, I try to do that. But uh, so with pillar two is the person in it doesn't help to put off the message of, well, I don't buy that. And I don't believe you. And because what do I say to that? Okay, well, I can't manufacture the, something that I didn't receive or I never ran across. Pillar three, if they so choose, would be to ask questions before making comments. These were pretty negative comments. Uh, truly a nice swear word in the subject manner. And pillar four would be the person staying present, not going into the bunker, not tossing more insults, maybe even taking some accountability, which we'll talk about on the episode today that perhaps their response was maybe a bit harsh. And I don't say this to criticize the person because honestly, I don't know what the person was initially writing about, but I'm sure it was something big that's going on in that person's life. So none of this is meant to say, how dare they do this? But just, I I wanted to bring this up because this is why I feel so passionate about these four pillars of a connected conversation that, uh, that I talk a lot about on my podcast. But I, again, I don't say this to be harsh because I can do the same thing. I could go pillar one, assume good intentions, meaning that if they felt that they had to call me what they did, that they must truly be frustrated that if their first response to me, instead of saying, Hey, just following up to see if you received my previous message, which is honestly what I get on occasion from people that if I didn't get a chance to get back to them. Um, But instead for them to say, you know, hey, a-hole, you didn't respond, then they must feel frustrated or they must feel like that is the only way they feel heard. So, again, I have a tremendous amount of empathy. Then me going into pillar two, I can't put across the message that I don't believe them or that they're wrong. And I don't. Um, I I can I feel that frustration. Pillar three, I did reply asking questions. Hey, what was the original email about? Because I I really do want to I do want to know. And pillar four, I'm not going to go into victim mode and say, oh, I guess I'm just a terrible human being and I might as well give up the whole therapy and podcasting thing, which is part of what they had suggested in their email. So it's unfortunate that people that are going through uh, so much that they feel the need to react or respond in this type of manner. But I did think it was pretty interesting to get something like that just as I was putting together this uh, intro for this episode today, where Preston and I are in fact going to talk about these four pillars of a connected conversation. So again, none of that was meant to call out the person, but more to say, um, and I couldn't remember the cliche, is it that you get more flies with honey? then something else I get really bad about the cliches at times, but I just felt it was one of these examples where it broke my heart and it certainly did get my attention. I don't, I don't think I really ever get called that name um, at least uh, not to my face or <laughs> something that I can read. So that breaks my heart, but I really feel like there's uh, there's just these four pillars of a connected conversation can even work when it comes to email. If somebody sends you an email, that's just, you feel like they're blasting you. I mean, I have to assume the good intentions that uh, and, it, and that can be hard. Calling that good intentions. But what I mean by that is that if that person feels like that's the only way that they're going to be heard, then bless their heart. That would be a really difficult way to go through life. And that really does cause me to feel a tremendous amount of empathy for them. And I can't say, Hey, you can't do that. And, uh, but there's also a part of this that I, that I can talk about, which would be I've done episodes on differentiation of where, Hey, I, I know I'm not a horrible person that's trying to do people wrong. And so again, um, it doesn't, do me any good to get my dander up or, or get really frustrated. And I'm not. Again, it breaks my heart that somebody feels like that's the way that they have to present themselves in order to be heard. But I thought that was just a good example to lead into what we're going to talk about today. So let's get to this episode. Um, Preston Pugmire, a podcast host of Next Level Life, a co-creator of the Magnetic Marriage course, joins me in both audio and video. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, that would be great to talk about our first round of the Magnetic Marriage course. One round is in the books, and it really was phenomenal. It was everything that I hoped it would be. And we talk about the we talk about the course. We talk about that first round. And yes, of course, I want you all to take the course. I feel like this is something that is uh, it's everything that I want it to be. Especially now that we have one round under under our, our under our belt uh, in our belt under our belt. There's a belt involved somewhere there. But we're opening up the cart, the window, et cetera, to the next round. And you can go there right now to TonyOverbay.com slash magnetic and find out more about the course and when the cart opens, uh, what to do next. So go there now, go ahead and sign up, come back and listen. And super quick, I am coming to Salt Lake City to speak at a mental health conference on Monday, May 3rd. And the topic, just to anybody that's curious, is uh, faith crisis and mental health, which is something I love talking about. I'll be talking about Fowler stages of faith and truth, beauty, and goodness and and how to communicate with uh, people that are that are going through a faith transition crisis, that sort of thing. And the Sunday before, I believe on May 2nd, I will most likely be speaking somewhere in that Salt Lake Valley. So more on that to come. If you're in that area, I would love to meet you on Sunday night, wherever I end up speaking. Um, the, the last thing I did, I think before the pandemic, was came into Salt Lake to, to speak at a podcast festival. And I did a fireside on the Sunday night. And it was so amazing to see so many people that at that time, uh, we didn't know what was coming next i had a lot of plans to go and on the road and do some more um, workshops and seminars and speaking so it would be fun to get out there and do something like this of course all safe and socially distanced and that sort of thing so if you want to hear more about that go follow me on instagram i'll give you more info as the dates get closer so all right let's get to this is episode one of a three-part series one coming each week with my buddy preston Pug- P- with, my, with my buddy preston pugmire co-creator of the magnetic marriage course <laughs> see that okay like a professional recording um okay so i'm i probably just went on and on about my amazing guest in the introduction but uh reunited and it feels so good preston pugmeyer welcome back to the virtual couch hey brother it's good to be here. how you doing very very well very well i'm excited about today me too and we are going to talk about we have gone through our first what are we calling it by the way preston can we address the the word cohort
1: um, <laughs> we're not, using it. We've we're not. first round. We've gone through our first group. Yes. We've run our first just group of people that are yeah. now graduates of the magnetic marriage program.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so we are getting ready to go through the second round, the second group. And, uh, I have been saying over and over the last few weeks, go to Tony slash magnetic. And there you can sign up to be one of the first ones to to jump on board with our second group and the waiting list is uh it's starting to grow which is indicative precedent of the success of the first round dude and uh, we had an amazing time with it we had 12 couples come through
1: and we saw some really really just incredible things It's it's a relatively short time frame you know six to seven weeks and it's not like you're gonna fix the marriage and all the problems. That's never even the goal, which we'll talk about later. But to have progress and to have a set of tools to, to be set up with a foundation of how to move forward with the trajectory of your marriage and your relationship, that's the goal. And we've, we've given everybody that and we've had some incredible experiences and incredible feedback from the people who have gone through the course already
0: we really have and i'm curious and we're going to talk about a couple of things today we're going to, we're going to go through those four pillars of a connected conversation which i really feel are are game changers and we're going to talk about accountability which was um just uh that was an incredible exercise for me and in the course um actually Preston takes me through an accountability exercise about a topic that i have never talked about out in the wild and it was uh literally life changing so we're going to talk a little bit about accountability today as well but Preston i'm curious was the course, um, and I'm really not just trying to get you to say all these amazing, wonderful things, but was it what you had hoped it would be? Because when we started talking, what nine months, ten months ago? Yeah. Um, was it where you thought it would be? You put the courses together before.
1: Yeah, I have, and this is something we've talked about on the podcast and everywhere. Like, uh, it is everything and more about what I wanted it to be, what you wanted it to be. I feel mm. like we have created this amazing, amazing. project and program where it's super, super beneficial. Um, It's laid out in a very clear way with actionable steps that allow people to talk about things (laughs) with guidelines uh, Mm -hmm. that allow people to feel heard in the relationship and allow people to look at things from a different perspective so that you can have a more connected, passionate, thriving, what we call magnetic marriage. And so when you said, or initially when I was talking to you about these communication mm-hmm. principles with within the relationship, I was like, is there a PDF or a script or some sort of worksheet that I could look at? And you sent me one and it was <laughs> lacking to say the yeah. least. Uh, and yeah. it's just because you hadn't had a need for it. Everything that you Mm -hmm. had done had been just one-on-one. This is the coolest thing about this course is everything you had been doing was one-on-one in your office and you are an expert at that. And I have been the beneficiary of that expertise, but there wasn't a a structured way to take that and Mm -hmm. scale it to where you could influence multiple people at the same time and what we have done, what you and I have done is taken your understanding, your experience, your brilliance, and been able to put it in a consumable framework for multiple people at the same time. And it's just been absolutely incredible.
0: You're being very kind. And I wanted to say, and then we're going to talk about the four pillars, but what I got to week one, and we have these group calls that... Uh, I just hadn't thought through that. And the group calls were incredible. I, I didn't anticipate how powerful the group calls would be. And that's where we have all of the couples on the, the Zoom call. Yeah. And uh, and they were all there. They were all there. They were all there so every let's week.
1: let's back up a little bit for people okay. who don't know exactly what we're talking about. So we yeah. have a program called the Magnetic Marriage Program. It's a way for you to take your relationship from mediocre to magnetic. If you're having any sort of communication issues around some of the hot topics, you know, freaking in-laws, mm-hmm. uh, intimacy, finances, uh, parenting, politics, religion, politics, parenting, religion, everything, everything. everything. Yeah. So if you're having these, and if you're having small disagreements about, uh, scheduling and groceries and laundry and blah, 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 because we are humans with our own problems and perspectives. And when you bring a relationship dynamic to that, it maybe your relationship isn't about to fall apart, but mm. you would like it to just be a little bit easier. We give yeah. you the tools to do that. And so what we've done is created this course. That's a six, six week course where we go through the fundamentals of uh, how to have the foundational conversation, like tools and what we're going to talk about with the four pillars today. And we talk yeah. about a connected conversation script or CCS, which enables you to feel heard, be heard, and hear the other person in a way that. E- Dude, I've been married for eleven to twelve years, and I was learning things about my wife and the way she thinks that mm-hmm. I had never even understood or considered. And and she the same thing about me. And I was like, wow, this this framework and this method allows me to be more connected to her, and allows me to have more empathy and. And then we go into accountability. We go into how to live in your core energy, which we'll talk about on the third episode of this yeah. this podcast series. But all these things lead to you are, <laughs> there's no guidebook for how to be in a relationship, how to be in a marriage. No. We assume that just because we're adults or just because we've been married for 10 years and just because we've had kids together, just because we bought a house together, we should know this stuff. And- There's no should. You shouldn't already know this stuff. I thought I should know this stuff, and I didn't. And then me and Tony got together and created this thing, and I was like, oh, now I feel like I have an understanding about how to apply things. Well, I like what what you said, too,
0: um, when you're talking about, so we've got those high-charge topics, but the people come into my office, and they will talk about being frustrated, and, and I say, okay, what was the argument about, or what was the disagreement about? And most of the time, I'm not even talking about sometimes, most of the time, it's I don't even really remember because it's really not about the the argument. It's not. It's people are frustrated because they don't know how to communicate, and ultimately we want to be heard. We want to know our partner cares about us, and so that was where when Preston said, um, "Can you give me a document? Can you can you kind of give me these steps that the way to do this?" and and I said, "Well, there there are just just hear me out, Preston. Here they are." <laughs> and then I tried to just uh, create them, and so that's what's been pretty amazing is that we do have the document, we do have the steps, and people still wanted to yeah. But the framework. I mean, you know, it's our human nature to say, "Well, yeah," but uh, yeah. and boy, uh, you know, Preston, talk about that. Where and again, I keep saying we're going to get to the four pillars, and we really are. But um, I feel like even if you're about to listen to the four pillars, and if you find yourself saying, "Well, yeah," but if these guys heard what my wife does, I mean, they would they would scrap these four pillars. And uh, I, that's why I keep saying, no, this isn't optional. The four pillars aren't optional.
1: Yeah. Th- yeah, it's, it's it's not a la carte. It's not, yeah. like, you know, I'll, I'll do this one, but not this one. But basically what it comes down to is everybody, including me, thinks that they're a special flower, thinks that their relationship yes. is different. And it was like, I, I would do the, yeah, but no, but she said this. No, but I'm we're dealing with this thing in our relationship and stuff. And so this doesn't apply. So I'm going to set this aside. And Tony yeah. was really good at saying, no, you actually have to lean in more in in this situation and so let's just get into it instead of talking about what let's we're gonna get into
0: yeah right so, so first pillar is pillar number one is uh, it is the assumption of good intentions this one is is it this one alone i mean each one of these is it's not like we just uh, had a bunch of a bunch of them and we just figured out oh, these ones sound good the four pillars are very um intentional first one is assuming good intentions and what does that look like or what does that mean it means to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Or we were talking about this before we started recording. Um Preston, there's a reason why people say the things they do or why, whether it's why they withdraw, whether it's why they get angry, whether it's why they give somebody the silent treatment or whether it's why they come out, you know, uh, kind of front loading. uh, Well, you need to listen to this. And, uh, and there's a reason why. And I think that can be so hard for people to understand in the, especially in their current dynamic of, well, how could that, how could there be a reason? How can I assume good intentions? And what was that? What was that like for you? So, for me, I think it's so important what what a lot of people
1: do in a relationship is they don 't even do it intentionally it's subconscious it's it's genuinely something that is on autopilot kind of like think about how you 're driving a car if you drove a car mm-hmm. today or if you 're driving a car right now, how much mental energy are you putting into like shifting gears or pushing the blinker signal or you know adjusting the the air conditioner or something like that. You're not putting any energy or effort into that. It's just background noise. It's something that happens automatically because you've been doing it for so long. In a relationship, what we do subconsciously is more often than not, we run everything through the filter of defensiveness. How do I protect mm-hmm. my emotions in this in this moment? How do I make sure that I don't get further hurt or my, my fragile ego doesn't get hurt. How do I make sure that I don't feel criticized? How do I make sure that I don't, or that I do feel safe or something like this? And if you do that, which everybody does, what Mm -hmm. you are doing is you are saying, okay, we need to have a resolution in this conversation. You go first you go ahead and lay all your cards on the table. I'm not going to show my cards. That's what's happening. Yes. And when you, and that leads to resentment. It leads to distance. It leads to cold energy in the relationship and it just, or, or even just neutral energy in the relationship, which is worse straight up mm-hmm. because I, I say this, like what's worse than getting divorced? Running a daycare with somebody that you used to date. If you're just in a relationship and you're just, you got kids and you're just kind of, we're managing the household and we just, we used to date and it was awesome, but now we're just like running this daycare together. That's worse than divorce. And so when you get to that point, it's because of these things that where you're not assuming good intentions. So what does it mean to assume good intentions? It means just like what Tony said, man. Give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that there's a reason. Now, it might not be a reason you agree with. It might yeah. not be a reason that you uh, that, that, that is valid to you, but it's a reason. And so, if you start from that foundation or that pillar, then mm-hmm. you allow yourself the opportunity to get connected. And you know, this is a story. This This happened yesterday. I was standing behind my wife in the kitchen. She was sitting on a stool and I was standing behind my wife and I was talking to my brother and my mom as we were having this dinner. And I gestured toward the window to talk about how it was sunny out. It was weather. And I just, I moved my hands toward the window, say, oh, look how sunny it is. And my finger caught her hair, the back of her hair, caught a little snag in it. Because it was curled. and I And I pulled her hair when I moved my fingers toward the window, moved my hand toward the window. Obviously, I didn't mean to do that, but our brains immediately go into this subconscious fight or flight mode, and she turned around and she looked at me with this look that said, why would you do that? Why would you hurt me? It was like that look, like, what the heck? But it only lasted for half a second, half a second, because she saw my face and my face was like, oh. Oh man, whoop. I'm so sorry about that. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to clip your, clip your hair there. And I'm, are you okay? I'm sorry about that. And, and she immediately kind of softened. She's like, Oh man, whoops. And, but what a small moment, it doesn't even register on anybody's, you know, like horizon. It doesn't register on sure. anybody's radar is the word, but yeah. what it illustrates is that our initial reaction, initial subconscious immediate reaction is very often defensiveness and what the heck and uh, you shouldn't have done that and that hurt my feelings or my hair you know Mm. and she's not a bad person she's an amazing person but that half a second we do this i do this so Mm -hmm. often in my life and in my relationship and in my everything And it takes intentional, conscious effort to shift it to, man, benefit of the doubt, there's a reason that they did that or said that, and assume good intentions. And let me at least explore that first before making a judgment so that okay. yeah so that's what
0: no that's I love that Preston. I gotta tell you and I appreciate you sharing that it's ironic yesterday um, and this is where I love that you're talking about this happened yesterday and here I've been married 30 years and, and I had a similar thing happen as well these are happening all the time and that's why this uh, framework is so important I'm on a walk with my wife and she gives me which we can talk about down the road but she gave me a wonderful transparency statement where she said man I, I want to say something I worry that that this might be hard for you to hear already I'm you know I appreciated the way she approached that because I'm thinking uh oh uh, what, what, what big thing are we about to talk about it that I do? And then she went on to talk about how we have a couple of kids that are graduating from things and kids that, you know, now the world's kind of opening back up that people are going to be traveling to places and doing things. And there's a lot of things that are about to happen and these things cost money. And so my wife wanted to bring up some additional things that would cost even more money. And, uh, and so then I just, my first thought was, okay I'm the most generous guy in the world. like why would she be worrying about this? and so had I not assumed good intentions, I could have shut down right there and just thought really, I, am I not the nicest per i mean do I not uh try to help everybody I can or that sort of thing and though once I felt once I heard her and I did have that assumption of good intentions and we'll talk about uh down the road a little bit here asking her more questions, she was worried about you know me overworking to take care of all the things that we needed to take care of. So, I mean, if I would have shut that thing down right away and said, "Okay, I don't even know why you brought this up." I mean, I I'm a very generous person, and all of a sudden like you say that, energy's off, all of a sudden here comes the wedge in the relationship, but just by leading with that assumption of good intentions then, you know, it, it just left me in this position to want to move on to the second pillar, which is um, absolutely, you know, uh, I I couldn't tell her that she's wrong. She's putting out this because uh, she lets me know, you know, she said, well, I, I just worried that you, this might be stressful for you because we're talking about finances and you working more and, you know, you already work a lot and this sort of thing. And so I couldn't jump in and say, okay, that's ridiculous. Really? That's what you're worried about, you know? Um, and, and so that, that, one sets us perfectly up for two, which is not putting off the, the message that you're wrong or I don't mm-hmm. believe you. Yeah, yeah, talk more about that.
1: So, th- it's a really, really good uh, a, a story and illustration as well. The second pillar of the foundation, when you assume, you assume good attention, the second one is don't send the message, you're wrong, mm-hmm. or I don't believe you. And we can do this, again, it's, just, it's our initial reaction. Um, if somebody gives us a... <laughs> Either a criticism or says something that is it. It could be an observation. If it's Mm -hmm. incorrect, we want to inform them that it's incorrect. For example, so your spouse says, "Man, you look tired." It's so easy to go, "I'm not tired." Yeah, right. But what if you said, "Huh? Why? Why do you think? Why do you think that? What is it about? What are you you seeing? What what are you seeing? What are you seeing?" And it's harder to do, man. It's harder. Uh, but it again, these four pillars set you up for connection and magnetism mm-hmm. in your marriage. Magnetism is when you are both attracted to each other like a magnet emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. All those elements are in place, and you're you 're drawn toward each other rather than if you flip a magnet around, what happens? They are repelled away from each other so
0: yeah. This, and Preston, yeah. I love the, the oh, you, oh well, I was going to say the, um so the example that, uh, I, that I'm given, or it, it can be pretty obvious at times when we want to just say you're wrong or I disagree, but uh, there's a subtle way that we say that you are wrong as well, which can even be through um, what feels like positive feedback, yeah. which I think that one is one that we saw in the course. You and I have talked a lot about this, but where people were surprised. I mean, I feel like, uh,
1: yeah. It's, it's hard for us to have our spouse be feeling down. Or mm-hmm. nervous or anxious. It, it's difficult for us as, as a loving spouse because we're like, I don't want to see my, or, or children too. This works in, in child mm-hmm. relationship too. You don't want to see them in quote unquote negative emotions. And so it makes it uncomfortable for you. So if somebody, if your spouse says, man, I'm really nervous about this. It's so easy to immediately say, no, man, you got this. Like you, you can do this. Like, and you just immediately start buoying them up. Which yeah. sounds great, but they don't feel heard. They don't feel heard at all. So if you just, yeah. so here's the deal: two and three pillar two and three are very very tied together. It's don't send mm-hmm. the message of you're wrong. Because if if I say I'm nervous about something, she says, "Man, you got this." She immediately sends the message unintentionally, but still yeah. you know, of uh, you're wrong, and so. Even though she's telling telling me nice things, I I feel like this little bit of defensiveness because I feel like it's our subconscious brain wants to defend our position, even if our position is something that is negatively impacting us. Mm. So if you're listening to this, do you ever do this? Do you ever... Want to feel sorry for yourself or you want to feel that, no, this is difficult for me. Don't tell me this. Mm-hmm. I can do this because it is difficult. I want, and you defend that kind of victimhood position. If you do that, but we, we, this course is so helpful because it allows you a structure and a framework to get to the point where you can look at it from a different perspective and come out of it empowered. And the way you do this is by following pillar number three, which is questions before comments.
0: Yeah. So back to that one that Preston gives the great example where somebody says, I'm nervous. Uh, I'm nervous about, I don't know, giving a talk or I'm nervous about speaking in front of a crowd. And your partner wants to say, no, you've got this. You've done it before. I've seen you. You, you're an amazing speaker. Again, that is literally saying, Hey, you're wrong. You, you, in essence, you know, they're here in the, you know what you're talking about. You'll do fine. So then it leads to that. Questions before comments. So then it's, uh, Hey, tell me what you're nervous about. Tell me why you're there nervous. There it is.
1: There it is. Right. And it's,
0: and, and it really can be that simple to then get to those questions because it might be, I have a, I have a horrific stomachache. I didn't sleep all night last night. I don't know my subject material. And that's going to be a lot e- easier for somebody to empathize with and say, Oh man. Okay. That would be hard. You know, that I'm here for you though.
1: Yeah. So you have these, these two that work in concert with each other. Don't send the message of you're wrong after you've assumed good intentions, and then mm-hmm. uh, ask questions. Now, here's the cool thing. <laughs> what do I ask? What do I say? Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the cool thing. This is the cool thing. Yeah, In this is the great. course, this is what I said to Tony. I said, I want yes. a list. I want a list. This is what to say. This is what not to say. And yeah. so we, over the last nine months, have come up with a specific <laughs> list of These are the things that you do not say. They are called landmine statements because you don't want to step on that landmine. It's going to blow the whole conversation up. And then here's some empathy questions. These are things that – empathy questions and empathy statements that are going to show that you hear them and you're going to allow the conversation to move forward in a connected way. So so if you're asking yourself, cool story, Preston and Tony. How How do I implement (coughs) these things? Well – we have a 30 minute podcast here but bottom line is we have specific yeah like actionable structured frameworks for you inside the course that allow you to take these principles and implement them in your everyday life with your spouse when not if when there is a little bit of tension around finances when there's a little bit of tension around uh holiday planning, when there is, you know, all these different types of things. It gives you these actionable things inside the course. And that's the value of uh investing in yourself and mm-hmm. investing in your relationship so that you can put these things into practice. And so, we created all these questions, all these statements about what to say, what not to say, a an order. There's literally an order of say this, then say this, say this. And I know that it might seem robotic, but it's not robotic. It's a framework. It, it felt a little awkward when I did it with my wife the very yeah. first time to have this conversation with literally with a piece of paper in front of us. And now it's something that we can do. You know, you know, we did it the first like couple of times with the paper in front of us. And now when we have these conversations and ask these questions in this way, it becomes a communication style
0: mm. and
1: it feels fluid and i really am grateful that we have implemented these type of communication uh like principles and frameworks in our relationship because now i feel like i have the tools to be able to do this and that's what everybody in the course has been saying as well
0: yeah i have to tell you i laughed a little bit too because uh when i can think of I'm in a gender stereotype here, but there was one guy in the course in particular. And I hear this all the time in my office where the guy will get really good at saying, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Tell, and he's like, he'll, they'll look over and say, I don't have anything else. You know, so we've got the list of the things to say, the other things to say, other than tell me more about that. And I love what Preston's saying where people will also say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to have to rely on a paper. And, uh, and that's where we just say, Oh, bless your heart. Like, that's okay. Like, you know, you know, Pull out the paper. Do you want the marriage? Do you want the? Do you want the connection? Do you want communication, um, or do you want to not have to pull out the paper? We'll we'll acknowledge that you may not want to pull out the paper, and that's okay. Um, and, and then also the thing that I think has been really fun about the course is I, I think you touched on this. I was speaking at an event just two or three weeks ago, and I was laying out the four pillars in a completely different. Uh, concept. It, w- it was around people that were having really um, challenging conversations around uh, particular one particular topic, and there was a couple in the audience that were saying, "Hey, I've, I've used these four pillars and they really work." And they said, "You know, I think that these could actually even be used just in your marriage in general." And okay. I thought so it was so cool. You were talking
1: about something completely something different. else. No, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then I had, a, and I've had a client uh, just last week, another one that said, "You know, I've been uh, I've been doing this at, at home," and they said, um, "What would that look like? Can, can I use these with my kids?" And I thought, "Oh my gosh." it's what you just said, President. It's a communication style. Mm-hmm. Um, by all means, please use these, you know, when people graduate from the magnetic marriage course, that does not mean that they are limited to only use the four pillars when uh, having a conversation with their spouse. I mean, I, I find that I've already gotten some feedback from a participant of our course that said that they're implementing this in the workplace mm-hmm. and that, and, and there was another one that I thought was one of the best comments of all was they said, Hey, uh, is it annoying to you now to see people not using the four pillars out in the wild? And I said, and I just said, welcome to the club. You know, now that you are, now that you have this information, it can really be frustrating to not use this. You are so aware of it. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I would never get annoyed at somebody else's behavior. No, me,
0: uh,
1: so this is, so yes, it can be implemented in all these different yes. areas, but we, in this course specifically, we have, geared it toward, um, and kind of really put the language in the videos in the workbooks and mm-hmm. the, in the coaching calls to be able to have people use it specifically in their primary relationship. And yeah. it is so fascinating what transformations occur when you do tiny foundational tweaks. because. It would be so easy for us to be like, okay, here's what to do, here's what to do, here's what to do, here's what to do. But what we're instead doing is we're saying, here's how to think, here's how to think, here's how to think. And if you think a different way, you end up acting a different mm-hmm. way. And so we're we're offering people an opportunity to, if your relationship is working really, 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 really well and you guys are on fire, then this course is not for you. This course is for people who are having good relationship but they want to make it great or they're you know we're just not clicking we're just not clicking and we want to be able to click that this is who it's for and I know that there's a lot of people out there who are listening right now and they're thinking it's I don't want to admit to myself that my relationship is not the best it can be but I also it's not awful yeah that's The sweet spot right there. Yeah. It's not awful. You're not like, you know, separated on the brink of everything falling apart. Right. And if you are in that position, my heart hurts for you, man. My parents got divorced and I know like that has affected my life a lot. And so, Hmm. I'm so sorry that that's where you're at. But if if you're on this path where things are just kind of drifting and everybody knows what that means, drifting instead of being focused. Then this is a really, really good place to start. And it's about investing I you in your future in your relationship.
0: No, it is. And, and I feel like, uh, I often see people, the phrase, uh, kick the can down the road. I guess I've learned that not as many of the younger folks are, uh, uh, knowing where I'm going with that one, but I feel like so many times people are kicking the can down the road and they're going to, they'll work on the, com- they'll, they'll work on their communication when they get a better job or when the kids are out of the house or yeah. when they have more time and don't. I mean, because you're missing just an incredible opportunity to connect. Right now, along, along the way, throughout these things that are happening in life.
1: Yeah. It's, don't, it, it, punt. Don't punt. don't No. Don't say, I'll deal with this later. Later. If this is something that, th- okay, I'll tell you this, straight up, there will never, yeah. ever be a time when things slow down. That's a lie that you're telling yourself. Yes. Unless you are planning a wedding for your children that is happening in three weeks, Yes, things will slow down in three weeks, but if you're not in that situation, things are not going to slow down straight up. Yeah. This is an opportunity
0: for you to invest in yourself. So.
1: Let's cover the. Hey, last we didn't pillar hit, We didn't really hit. Quickly. Yeah, say Yeah, say really we quick, didn't hit yeah.
0: f- uh, fourth pillar. So what's fascinating? Um, you can you can assume the good intentions. You can then not put out the vibe that you're wrong. You can even ask all the questions in the world and stay present and avoid landmines and be empathetic and all of these things. But then if the if your spouse maybe even says something that maybe isn't quite exactly what you want to hear, you can watch this fourth pillar. The fourth pillar is to stay present, to lean in, to don't resort, don't run back to your bunker because you will watch people get through the three pillars and all of a sudden pull the you know what? No, you're right. I'm, I guess I'm just the world's worst husband, you know? And then all that work of those first three pillars comes cr- crumbling down when we go into victim mode and we want our partner to now go and rescue us and say, no, 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 it's not a big deal. You're fine. Yeah. It's, or, it, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have brought it up. You know, <laughs> or they, you, you do the first three pillars and you're being genuine about it
1: and they say something cutting or they literally mm-hmm. turn away from you and yeah. like the cold, cold. And then it's so easy to be like, well, didn't work. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to keep like putting my heart out there and being vulnerable and leaning in if they're not. Mm-hmm. And so now shows they retreated to their bunker, so to speak. They got defensive emotionally, energetically. And so you're like, well, why would I stay out in the middle of the field if they're mm-hmm. in their bunker? And so you retreat to yours as well. And now you're both in this situation where you're got walls up and defensiveness and you're waiting for the other person to exactly to be vulnerable first good luck with that yeah. and i'm saying i'm talking to myself right now <laughs> good luck yeah. but what you got to do is and it is difficult you got to lean in and be vulnerable stay present in the conversation and in the relationship even when and especially if they have gone to their defensive bunker and mm-hmm. in, and so how do you do that well we have specific ways about going through this process emotionally. There's questions that you ask yourself and there's ways that you speak and say and talk to yourself and to them that set you up for a foundation of success. So these four pillars, which are assume good intentions, don't send the message you're wrong, questions before comments, and, and lean in, stay present and lean in. Those four things are the foundational pillars that hold up mm. your relationship and the communication inside of it. And if you are asking yourself, how, how th- those sound good, but I don't understand how to implement them, which is where I was at for a long time, yeah. then we've created a step-by-step process for you to implement those things inside of magnetic marriage.
0: You know I wanted to comment yeah. too well d- well, I was gonna say real quick, a couple of weeks before I think it was the second to the last group coaching call, um I mean what I loved about interacting with people or people taking the course. I mean, we watched all kinds of vulnerability I mean that was f- fantastic to watch that literally happen on these calls um but i I remember one thing in particular where we watched somebody. Kind of caught up and you could, you could watch them wanting to run back to their bunker and they were struggling to stay present. And and in essence, they were saying, Hey, how do I stay present when my, my reptilian brain, my amygdala is in fight or flight mode? How do I do this? And we had a, we had a nice group conversation and Preston and I go back and we break down some game film. And, and I just feel like, you know, there was, there was no, what am I trying to say, Preston? There was no, you you couldn't uh, replace that moment. I feel like everybody on that call kind of felt that that, uh, couple's emotion and, and what this person was going through. And we had all these comments over on the side of everybody just saying, thank you so much. And this is where i met in my relationship. And, and I just felt like, uh, that, that group, um, unity that we had was, uh, it was, it was doing a lot of the teaching in that moment. Cause I feel like if somebody's one-on-one in their room or, or in their living room, it would be really easy to run back into the bunker. And I felt like yeah. that was just such a powerful moment. If you remember what I'm talking about, I do,
1: I do. And- yeah you talk about implementing this in the wild uh this is yeah. what i always say like when people watch the videos and do the worksheets and then they're on the coaching calls with you and i in inside of the course or if somebody's in your office like just mm-hmm. or i mean i'm a coach i work with people and so mm-hmm. when people are talking to me about their relationships and their businesses and stuff like that and their just life it's so easy to do it in that moment so i always say this is practice this is not real life mm-hmm. Real life is when the call ends and you have to go into your house and there's your spouse and there's all this baggage. And what would it feel like, guys? What would it feel like to leave a call and then feel empowered walking yeah. into your house rather than defeated? That's what we're giving people is the opportunity to have tools and to have structure and to have a specific Game plan, emotional game plan, verbal yeah. game plan, energetic game plan, so that, so that you can have connection with your spouse in conversations, in activities, in planning, in ec- like just experiences. Because mm-hmm. you deserve to have a relationship that you look forward to every single day.
0: President, can you talk uh, real quickly and then we'll hit accountability and then we'll get out of here. I, this is, I feel like we could talk for days. Um, but the, the value of the incremental growth, what was, oh, t- talk about that. Cause I think this is important for people to hear. So
1: incremental growth means small, small pieces, 1% movement instead of 100% mm-hmm. movement. Uh, like <laughs> hitting a single instead of hitting a home run, that kind of a, yeah. a deal. And I didn't see the value of that. When I first began working with you and when we first began working together. And now I really understand that the goal is not to fix and solve everything, uh, with one conversation or with at the end of the course. It's like everything's not going to be like perfectly working out perfect, like perfectly working out perfectly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I had a, I had a disagreement with my wife while we were traveling, uh, last just couple days ago, like, um, for three or four days ago. And we were in the car for 10 hours. And it was really interesting because in the past I would have like either gone into resentment or felt like, dude, we need to fix this now. And I realized that, oh my gosh, what if I don't have to leave the conversation with everything fixed or solved or, or I don't have to go into my bunker and be resentful about things. (laughs) But what I did is I just said, Okay, in this moment, it doesn't make any sense for me to harbor any judgment, harbor any resentment, Uh, and I'm I'm talking about little minuscule things Mm -hmm. where you're like, there's just cold energy left over. You know, when you wake up the next morning, there's, you know, everybody everybody knows what that feels like. And I didn't feel that because because I decided that I was going to take accountability and not blame this disagreement on her. And so I was like, "Oh, I, I had a huge role in this," and <laughs> and then it turned into like, "Man, I want connection instead of being right," and I don't want to solve this right now. I want to have incremental growth, and the incremental growth right now for me is at least not going to resentment, at least not going yeah. to judgment, and it going into accountability. And and I said, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Like that was that was on me. Uh, Please forgive me. This is what I'm committed to moving forward, and it turned into an opportunity for me to like. It, and it didn't solve everything. We weren't like right <laughs> happy forever at the end of a Hallmark movie, like in that moment. But it just turned into I don't have to harbor any resentment, and it's just like we're we're at a great level, and it that was incremental growth for me because now it sets me up for moving forward and getting into happiness and magnetism over the next couple of days. And that's also another thing that is really important is that it's, it's not about getting into a happy state and then staying there forever. Yeah. Relationship is going to have these ups yeah. and downs and these moments of connection and moments of disconnection. It's just this part of being in relationship. And so the ability to navigate that with emotional maturity, that is what this course is offers and it's it's fun it's hard it's exciting it's depressing Mm. it's all the things at the same time which is good news because it means that you're above ground anybody above ground is going to experience those (laughs) things and so uh we're alive we're in relationships and we're human and we're moving forward and and yay happy fun go time everything's great and uh come on in, come on into the Magnetic Marriage course, because these are some of the things that we teach inside. Of them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to give a quick, uh, we talked about accountability. Do you want to talk about that? I know I didn't give it enough time here, Preston, but, uh, the accountability piece was huge. When we got the feedback after the course, there were, there were a number of people that talked about that was a difficult part, but, a, just, a uh, something they didn't anticipate being a part of the course, but then was a, a huge part of the course.
1: So bottom line is, If you are blaming people in your life, you are disempowered. And one of the people that we blame the most, besides ourselves, is our spouse. And I'm not talking about taking the blame. I'm talking about removing the word blame from your vocabulary. Removing the word fault from your vocabulary and going into taking accountability for your role And allowing them to have accountability for theirs, which empowers you and empowers me to be able to take more control of my emotions and how I choose to show up in the relationship. So we have a whole process about the four steps of accountability, which isn't fun, but Mm -mm. oh my goodness, it was a game changer for me, game changer for you, game changer for a lot of the people in our course because it's about empowerment. Emotional empowerment, what would it feel like for you to be able to have a conversation, have a disagreement, or even have a circumstance that had nothing to do with you? Nothing to do with you. You just happened to be there and that circumstance happened, right? And then all of a sudden, you're able to process it in in an emotionally mature and accountable way that, a, that leaves you empowered instead of resentful and complaining, it releases, yeah. it re- removes complaining from your life and replaces it from, with perspective. And so if you're ready to stop complaining and you're ready to shift your perspective into empowerment, this is one of the most difficult and most uh, <laughs> effective ways to do it. And in a relationship, it is probably the number one thing that that I use to mm-hmm. be able to create magnetism in my marriage. And when I do it successfully, I've been, I've been working this specific method for 10 years. And mm-hmm. when I do it successfully, things work when I do it unsuccessfully, or <laughs> what that means is I get prideful and don't do it. When I do that, <sighs> then things move into the downward part of the roller coaster. And so it, it's a, it really is phenomenal to have access to the tools.
0: And, and, uh, And I appreciate the way you just said that too. You were very open when we would joke about the yeah, buts, you know, you get a couple of yeah, buts down the road. Yeah, but this, yeah, but that. And and I feel like you would always find a way to kind of get into your core energy and, and just say, you know what, I'm... Uh, this isn't i'm 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 I need to get into accountability mode or or whatever how you would put that right and uh there's a part in the course that i won't give away but um Preston had me bring something that i was i've been harboring a lot of resentment around for its a, it's been a few years, and i am not i'm not uh belittling this i'm not uh I'm, this is my honest truth is that Preston had me walk through this, uh, situation that I've been involved in that I was harboring a lot of resentment for. And in just even being able to talk about it, it, it made my blood boil. It got me frustrated and angry. I mean, I wanted to write a whole book about how I'd been the injustice of this situation. <laughs> I haven't talked you about it on wrong. a podcast or yeah. I was and I, and I did, I wanted to do a whole, I haven't done a podcast on it because I was worried that I would just we get too angry and within i don't know 10 15 minutes of the exercise then uh it really was odd how the it's gone and i really mean that i can recall it right mm-hmm. this very second and i don't it's whatever it's no big deal it isn't and and it was so nice to kind of let that go and uh to see that happen in people's relationships and marriages because there are so many times where people bring the thing whatever that thing is here it comes again uh, rearing its ugly head and this is I'm going on a little tangent, but Hey, this is my show right here, Preston. I got to tell you what I loved about having the, the therapist and, and the, the, the life coach um, duo, which was, was so fun about this is I could, I could sit there and try to, you know, psychology around the oh, it's coming up right now because you know the person's afraid of we're getting into this new territory, or there you know um, something comes up from the past because. Uh, but wait, this was never dealt with, or those sort of things. And I felt like that accountability module, Preston was able to come in and just really put a, a nice framework around that as well. And uh, and for the sake of our course, which at first I just thought it was going to be for the sake of the course, but it's for the sake of your marriage, being able to really get past some things that are very very difficult. And then be able to now use these four pillars to communicate about anything. So, you know, if you're listening right now and you're saying, okay, I would love to have this framework, but there's been a lot of damage that's been done in the relationship. And, and I worry that we won't get to some of that. And I feel like this accountability module really does address a lot of the, a lot of the big hurts that, yeah. that we were, that we experience in marriage that we don't even know, you know, we're a lot of us are kids. We don't know what to do in certain situations and we don't handle it right. We'll acknowledge that, but then when we bring it up or weaponize it or use it again, against our partner, a lot of times that is the core of why we're stuck and can't even get to these conversations that that would be, yeah.
1: So what it does is it allows you uh, uh, (laughs) like putting bumpers on a bowling lane, right? Like it, it gives Mm. you this framework and structure to be able to have the conversation um, without Having a gutter ball. It doesn't mean you're going to get a strike every time. I love analogies. I say sometimes like, no, it's good. But what it does is it allows you an opportunity to process painful things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it doesn't mean that they weren't painful. But it means right. that you are an emotionally mature person in a relationship who is going to, as Jennifer Finlayson Five says, metabolize the discomfort. You process it rather than avoid it. And Mm -hmm. it's freeing. Oh my gosh, it's freeing.
0: It really is. I love that you brought up uh, Jennifer's comment there, too. I feel like we really. Got, we touched a lot in the course about the concept of tension versus contention. And that one, that one taught me a lot, Preston, from the course itself of being able to recognize that tension isn't a bad thing, that we are different people. So we're going to have some tension when we have the tools now to express what we are feeling or what we believe. But the tension actually, when you're a little, you get a little bit used to that tension, then it tension leads to growth. Now I almost look forward to Okay, hey, tell me your thoughts around this to my wife. It, tension and and happens it might when bring some just, tension.
1: T- tension happens when there's two different people having two yeah. different brains and two different life experiences, two different families of origin, two different um, like personalities as far as like if you're into Enneagram or uh, Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. or something like that. Two different people who choose to be together. If you agree with everything that your spouse says, that is boring. I mean, dude, have positive tension that leads to differentiation where you're two different people who are not obligated to be together, but you choose to be together. And that's the goal. Anyway. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, tell Preston, people where they can uh, sign
0: up and then go, go sign. right now, go to tonyoverbay.com slash magnetic. And, uh, and you will be hearing so much more about the second round of the magnetic marriage course. And I hope you can sense the excitement that Preston and I have in our voices. It really did go better than anything I ever anticipated. We would talk about at the end of these group calls and I, you know, Preston would say, Tony, anything to add? And sometimes I just felt like over overcome with emotion. I really felt like, uh, I can't believe that this, we had this course that we put together and people are communicating about things they never had communicated about before. And we're getting this feedback that people are now feeling more connected in their relationships and their marriages and they're implementing with their kids. I mean, just from, from putting this course together. So if you are resonating with anything that we're saying today, the very, at the very least go to Tony dot slash magnetic and sign up to find out more about this second launch. Preston.
1: Beautiful. All right. We're doing this in April. Um, hop on. Hop on. And stay tuned for next week and the week after that for part two and part three of this series where we give you more uh, insight into how you can show up
0: to create a Magnetic Marriage. Perfect. Preston, I'll see you on part two of three. See you later.
1: Compressed emotions flying past. Our heads and out the other end. The pressures of the daily grind its
0: wonderful. Elastic waste and rubber ghost. I'm floating past the midnight hour. They push aside
1: the